Hey everybody, welcome to the Playing With Power podcast, the issue-by-issue retrospective on Nintendo Power magazine. You're joining us for August of 1995, which is issue 75. On the cover, we have a virtual boy, uh, immerse yourself 20-page 3D exclusive extravaganza, and I am your host, Ben. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. Hey there. And John. Yo, I'm back. You were gone? Uh, in my mind. Oh, okay. All right, so we have a terrifying cover on here. It looks like an exploded virtual boy, and then a demon is going to swallow your soul. Yeah, it's like a rejected, it's like a rejected final boss from Earthbound. <laughs> it got hit with a coat hanger. <laughs> That thing will stare into my soul. All right, to like better explain it to people that aren't looking at it, it it's this weird like I don't know. So if you fox yeah. go- goblin kind of, it's like a swirly. It's a background looks like kind of like a LSD version of um, Starry Night by Van Gogh, but in the middle of it is a pixelated uh, bush baby. Yeah, pixelated <laughs> bush baby with like blue face, black out, black. You know, relief on the face and glowing green eyes. Like, absolutely terrifying. Staring up at the Nintendo Power logo for some reason. (sighs) Who's your god now? (laughs) Yeah, then... How is your power compared to my power? (laughs) In front of that is the Virtual Boy, but kind of almost exploded in a way. They've kind of taken all the black lines and, and made them invisible. So you just yeah. sort of have pieces it's, of the Virtual Boy showing up on top of this thing. Yeah. It looks like a CAD CAD rendering where you like have the parts all like separate themselves. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's Game Boy cardboard, and it is not that impressive looking. <laughs> and also Yoshi's Island Two, Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island. Sorry, Super Mario World Two is coming as a power preview. Mm-hmm. The thing that should have got the thing that should have been on the cover, because that, yeah, that game is fucking beautiful. That game is really pretty so we'll get to it all right moving on to the inside cover uh we've got uh, a new advertisement here where it's a kid looks like a downsy adam sandler sorry what mike i thought he was holding a dildo you would think wow. that wow yeah that that's definitely something that'd be in a children's magazine um hey well, no, i think hey, this is, like, they, had the, like, they had the nintendo control dick Okay. This is uh, my girl, but from, shot with a camera inside the beehive. Looking out at her. <laughs> from the bee's perspective. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I always said that's my favorite part of my girls when the bees kill the Culkin. The bees! <sighs> oh, not the bees. Ah! So it's a kid. Ah, what the fuck was that? Whoa. Whoa now. What was that? Uh, an ad appeared on my phone, despite the fact that everything else has been quiet. Hmm. So, yeah, hidden hidden volume boost. Thanks, Perk. All right. All right. What is the ad? So, say so survival isn't is a natural instinct. So is curiosity. So they're. Uh, I think it's a Killer Instinct player's guide, right? Uh, yeah. So it's seems. it's saying don't poke the beehive. Mm-hmm. Instead, like, get the player's guide so you know how to play our game, I guess, is the logic of the... Yep. All right. 
pretty much. And then we go to the table of contents. It's as we talked about. They've got uh, not just the Virtual Boy Special, they're also going over a number of games with it, including Mario Tennis, Galactic Pinball, Tolero Boxer, and Mario Clash. They have a special on DigiPen, which is going to Code yeah. College. Um, they're also going to be covering, for Super NES, a preview on Yoshi's Island Super Mario World 2. Uh, set of Street Fighter 2, but I think that's the Game Boy one. Uh, Phantom mm-hmm. 2040 for Super NES, Ninja Gaiden Trilogy for Super NES, and then for Game Boy, they're covering Judge Dredd, Arcade Classics, and Earthworm Jim. And the Epic Center will be Chrono Trigger. Oh, right. Almost forgot that one. All right. Moving on into Player's Pulse. I'll, I'll take the first one here from Rachel Passmore and from Minnesota Lake... Minnesota. Everyone, like smoking with Rachel because she passes more. <laughs> puff puff pass. Uh, <laughs> make just, sure to make sure to read it with the accent. <laughs> it bothers me the name towns lakes. You don't live on a lake. <laughs> She's living in a so houseboat. Fucking, the town is so boring. That's all it has. That's a really generic name. And a really Minnesota stupid name lake. for a lake. Minnesota Lake, Minnesota. So you're. Your place name has Minnesota in it twice. It's a place in Minnesota, and it's by the lake. I think really, it means like itself. Really creative. Yeah. It's Whoever like came up with that. City, <laughs> not Arizona. Yeah. All right. That said, uh, I think the new Nintendo Power online service rules. There's no limit to your coolness. The setup is really convenient and looks tasty. No, I don't want to eat it. Just curious, have you ever put a 3D picture in your magazine? I would love it if you've had one in a future issue. Didn't the uh, 50th issue have a hologram cover? They had some Magic Eye stuff before. Yeah, they did. I think. They did. Yeah, guess Rachel's a fucking casual. It says, your wishes are command, Rachel. Put on the special specs that come with this issue and be prepared for a 3D assault this month. (laughs) 3D assault? Is that like a Bukkake video? (laughs) A VR Bukkake from the... Uh. (laughs) From the uh, perspective of the uh, Victorian caller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's see. Stuart Salwin of Phoenix, Arizona writes in, I love the new Nintendo Power Online service. It is great. You can get wonderful gameplay information without having to pick up the phone. Also, it's a great way to learn more about upcoming games and systems, which brings me to the NU64. I write in the making of Donkey Kong Country in issue 66, that DKC was made with help by Silicon Graphics, the same company that is helping to make the NU64. So, are Donkey Kong Country's graphics what we should be expecting from the new system, or is it only a taste and will just get better? Sorry, honey. Th- sorry, Stuart. Those, the, the real answer will be a disappointment to both those questions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 64's graphics... Uh, well, I guess it depends on how you evaluate graphics. Like You play Donkey Kong Country a... for the Super Nintendo, and then you get handed a Dorito Nightmare. Yeah. A Dorito Nightmare? Dorito Everything's nightmare. polygons. Like, you try playing Goldeneye, everything looks like it's, like, they just, like, painted shit. God, de- decoding your brain is... I don't know what that has to do with Doritos. Because they're, they're, like, angular and flat. So, what Mike <laughs> is saying, like, because, like, Super Nintendo's, like... Graphics like are cleaner artistically than what you get out of the 64, even though like 
obviously this this the Super Nintendo couldn't render what the sixty four is doing. No, but I, I figured if they use like like say some three D modeling and uh, you know three D world building engines, but with two D art, it would have done a whole lot better. But there were some games like that, but not a whole lot. Yeah, like you got Mario. Um, what was the Paper Mario? Paper Mario. That looked mm-hmm. great. So yeah. when they stick with two D on a system with the power of the new sixty four, it looked better than. I mean, you try looking at Ocarina of Time, and then compare it visually to Link's uh, Link to the Past. Link to the Past just looks better. I don't agree, but I understand what you're saying. All right, let's move on. It's, well, the PlayStation wasn't immune to that, too. There was a lot of cases where it should have just stuck with really lush 2D sprites instead yeah, of going but for okay, ugly 3D. Yeah, but okay, here's the thing. If you, just stick with, if you just stick with 2D, you don't get the development into what we have today. I know. It was the awkward, so, it was the awkward puberty. It was the you direction had to have had to some go ugly in. ass like Spyro games in order to get like it's the dire- <laughs> it, it's like the pimples you get now for the for the tits you'll get later. All right. So what's uh, the next person? What's the Canadian got to write in about Mike? Okay. What do I think of the new online service? Well, it's cool. Only a few things annoy me. For example, you need to cover more of the internet. Not everyone gets AOL. You should mention and monitor some of the many Nintendo-related Usenet groups on the net, especially since AOL cost a great deal of money. Other than that, it's nice you've joined us on the net, however belatedly. But like I said, it looks <gasps> awesome. I go there any day. By Melissa Martin from Winnipeg, Manitoba. So apparently, snarkiness is uh, is endemic to Canada. So. <laughs> it's it's our, <laughs> it's our it's our in-between language between English and French. Sarcasm <laughs> is the unofficial third. Yeah, it's weird, like, to think about that there was a time when, like, AOL content, at least some of it, was exclusive to AOL. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that didn't last too long, but... (laughs) Yep, the net became neutral, and it stayed that way, and it always will be. The net was neutral... You're... Oh, God damn it, Mike. (laughs) That wasn't net neutrality, like, that has nothing to do with net neutrality. (sighs) It was proprietary, wasn't it? It's gated content, not net neutrality. Isn't that the same thing, though? No, it is not at all the same thing. And, by the way, net neutrality is going away. <laughs> Just because people are raising a fuss about it doesn't mean that they're not going to pass it because those fucking so, stooges... N- anyway, whatever. Aaron Arking from Ocean City <laughs> N says, uh, I think you shouldn't waste too much time in the online service because many fans don't have computers. Ooh. Exactly, Aaron. He knows the future. It's fucking then, Luddite. I love how they're putting in comments from idiots that have posted on, on America Online. Uh, oh my god, the next ones. Oh my god, they don't even use addresses. This is Oh my god. Great. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Okay, the next right, person. Right. Go for it, John. Alright, uh, Gargantua uh, from the internet <laughs> writes in, This area is great. I was hoping there'd be a, a little info that hadn't been released elsewhere. I'm not too disappointed. Just give us the info as fast as possible when you can. As far as the artwork and ease of use of this new site, I would say it's the nicest I have seen on AOL. Thanks from all Nintendo heads. Okay. And on deck 3559 from America Online says, I've already been a subscriber since the first issue, and now I can get my info daily instead of monthly. Thanks, Noah. And then T Ray Two from America Online says, "This is cool." Dot dot. 
All caps. All caps. <laughs> All, caps. <laughs> All right, and then the last uh, letter for this month uh, comes from Timothy Page of Middleton, Massachusetts. The other day, I put in, I put my Nintendo Power on my brother's bed and went to lunch. When I came back, my brother was reading it, and I asked him to give it back. He refused and kept on reading. Then, after a while, he said, How come you never told me this magazine was so cool? Then he wouldn't even let me play my Super NES, NES, or Game Boy. I've created a monster. <laughs> Alright, nerd. You let your brother beat you up. It's your own fault. And then there's a, uh, a photo here of a kid in like a Game Boy costume, like a box essentially that's been painted on with a window for where the screen is, where his head can show. Looks and there's great. like two holes where his hands can pop out. Yeah. And they have a comment here saying, the only thing that would make this costume worn by Alex Androsky of Cincinnati, Ohio, even cooler is if it were in a play it loud color. <laughs> Fuck, he goes for authenticity, yeah, we, we, and then you blame him for not for not being too modern. We've seen uh, Game Boy costumes before in this, but, I mean, it's a pretty solid one. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. And we've got some beautiful envelope art, like Kirby's Dreamland 2, which is beautifully rendered. I mean, to waste all this on an envelope, you're not going to see again unless it gets printed. This was a lot of effort, but it paid off. Looks great. Then we get to see Kirby with a metal eye patch like Kano. In MK3 Mortal Kirby, which is really cute, and then a, uh, a re- decently drawn Simba on the last envelope. You fucking ass. Yeah, right there. You right there, John. <laughs> oh, sorry. All this, right. Uh, envelope section puts me to sleep. <laughs> sorry. Oh, here, here you go, Mike. So there's a little thing down here. If you're in the mood to write, we're in the mood to read. Do you have a favorite movie you'd like to be made into a game? Or do you wish for a sequel to a favorite game? Send us Earthbound. your ideas for dream games. Shit, Earthbound I did. The movie. And those fuckers ripped me <laughs> off. I'm <laughs> so angry. <laughs> I'm the one who created Mario RPG. No, you didn't, you I retard. sent a letter to them in 1992. In four years' time, decent development time for contracts and shit like that, Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars comes out. And no credit given All to right. me. Top 10 games that didn't quite make it. Mike's Life, number 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number 10, Not So Final Fight. Number 9, Madden NFL Draft, 95. Huh. <laughs> number 8, Immortal Kombat. Okay. No, right. no health uh, bars. Yeah, right. WWF Cooked. Number 6. NBA Jelly. I don't think you're ready for that jelly. (laughs) Alright. Number five, Star Squirrel. I would play the shit out of that. Mm -hmm. Number four, Michael Jordan Presents Minor League Baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, snap, son. Number three, Legend of Helga. (laughs) Alright. Number two, Super Mario Triplets. And number one, Final Fantasy Island. The plane. Uh, the plane. Oh, the plane. All right, pass, pass. The right. chocobo. The chocobo. <laughs> All, right. All right. Let's see, Ben. Super NES. Top ten. Uh, I'll just do the last five. Number five, Super Metroid. Number four, Chrono Trigger. Number three, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. Number two, Final Fantasy three. Number one, Donkey Kong Country. Hmm. 
Mike, what's our Game Boy Top 5? Super Mario Land 2, 6 Golden Coins, Donkey Kong, Metroid 2, Return to Samus, Donkey Kong Land, and at 28 months, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. All right. Okay. Let's move on to the Virtual Boy section here. So they have uh, a section here with that has a background that will give you uh, epilepsy, <laughs> even in print. It looks like the like you remember this uh, that movie with Sandra Bullock, The Net. Oh God, yeah. It looks like the the way they they rendered the internet <laughs> like for that movie. Yeah. All right, so it's basically another yet another article telling you about how the Virtual Boy works. It's telling you about um, the the mirrors that flap. Um, at different uh, frequencies, along with uh, LED lights that that flash to create the illusion of a 3D image, which is kind of cool. But uh, they said, why isn't Virtual Boy in full color? And they said the resolution or sharpness of the images is three times better than when it be than it would be if blue and green LED arrays had been included. The system would also cost three times as much. Wow, it would look worse. That's what they're saying, but wow. Yeah, I could. It makes sense. Like that, they they can really only like have the pat like rendering of one. That that does make sense. So yeah, there's a screenshot of uh, Jack Nicholson golf or some golf, and it looks you know pretty <laughs> damn good for a portable system. It's not portable. This system is not an ostensibly no. portable system. Barely. No. All right, so they say suggested price is $179, and they teamed up with Blockbuster Video and NBC. <laughs> so it says from August through December, you can rent a Virtual Boy system for $9.99 from any of the 3,000 Blockbuster outlets in the U.S., or steal one if you're one of John's friends. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever rent a system growing up? No. I rented Dreamcasts a lot. Me and my friends. Did you really? Rent- that's a funny. Dreamcast to play like the uh, the NFL game oh, yeah? that was on there. Hmm. Yeah, like I remember we would pull together the fifteen bucks or whatever it was for the weekend, and yeah. So it says we were too. Was that? <laughs> we were too. I don't, it's stupid. We should have just like saved them and bought one. Yeah. Know, for whatever reason, we didn't. So anyway. if you go with the Blockbuster uh, rental, not only will you get the to rent a Virtual Boy. You'll get uh, two games for two nights, plus a coupon good for $10 off the purchase of Virtual Boy. In addition, NBC will run a sweepstakes through September with over $200,000 in prizes, including Virtual Boys and Game Packs. You can also win fantasy trips to the the sets of top NBC shows such as Seinfeld, Frasier, and The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Wow, Fresh Prince is still on the air at this point? Yeah, Uh, that is surprising. It seems like an earlier 90s thing to me. There were the later years. I think we've, I think we've lost Mike. No. Take advantage. All right. Oh. All right. He, just got, he just got quiet for a second. <laughs> Uncle Phil's later years when diabetes set in. Uh, he's like, I can't feel my foot. <laughs> Tonight I dine on sugar-free turtle soup. <laughs> all right. So they're showing us a uh, handful of games that uh, they're they're not showing you full versions of yet. Uh, and these are previews. I don't know if all of these got made, to be honest. So they have Virtual League Baseball from Kemco, Panic Bomber, uh, Jack Bros, <laughs> uh, Virtual Force, and Waterworld. <laughs> based Panic on Bomber the movie. Looks like, like Candy Crush or Bejeweled. Yeah. That's yeah, like one of those games. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think that uh, Waterworld was ever made. But the um, game, I know the one I like the actual Virtual Boy that I pr- procured through somewhat illicit means. Um, I had Mario Tennis, and that's up next. Maybe the pin, maybe the pinball one. So, well, so I played the ones. So you never heard of Waterworld, John? I've heard of it. I didn't have that with the one that was stolen. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't. Yes, I'm aware of Waterworld, Mike. I meant like the, like he said. Ben said that it may not have been developed. I was wondering if you. Oh, they did. They did make it. Yeah, did we? Okay. Okay. It it was released. (laughs) Well, I have I have a ROM for it. If that's what you mean. Yeah. Uh, that's always questionable. Yep. Let's. I'll. I'll research that while we talk. Okay. All right. So the next full game, as you mentioned, was uh, they have they have um, full game coverage in here for Mario Tennis. And uh, well, did, wait, didn't you did you play any of these like other games? Did you play the baseball or the Panic Bomber? Or I played the ones that are being reviewed in here. So okay. So the pinball game, okay. Tolero Boxer. Mario Clash, and I also did play uh, Jack, Super Jack Bros. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about how I played them first. Um, so I never played, really played the uh, Virtual Boy growing up. I had a friend who had it in high school, and I played it very, very briefly. And I think it was Mario Tennis or something. Um, so in prep for this issue, I f- figured out a way, um, someone on Reddit entered a way mm-hmm. to use Google Cardboard along with an emulator with some special settings to be able to play it in 3D on your phone. And you do not have to play it with the red and black color. You can use black and white. So but Technically, it doesn't it doesn't replicate what was being done in the virtual way, but because of modern screens, they're mm-hmm. able to like sort of simulate what was going on. Yeah, it gives you the same so I will say, idea. I will say, like, it was true. Like, I tried it for a bit, too. And it was true... Like, it looked a lot like it, but there was more depth, like, to the experience of playing the actual Virtual Boy, from what I remember. Hmm. So. Fair enough. Um, I didn't get uh, um, sick from playing it, though, so it's a plus. (laughs) (laughs) And I was able to use my uh, Daydream View, which didn't, which could actually walk around with my head if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um so anyways, I got to experience the 3D that way. It splits it up into the two images like you would have a movie theater kind of thing. Right. So I don't know if they're going to do a review on Jack Bros. Do you want me to talk about it? Sure. It's one of the ones that everyone says, oh, you need to try play as. It's mm-hmm. kind of a weird premise. Like you pick one of three different Jacks, as it were. You can play as Jack Frost, <laughs> Jack Lantern, or Jack Ripper. Okay. And it says, each, the three brothers must race the clock to reach their homes before the stroke of midnight. So it's, it's a weird premise, but you get like a colorful character. And the idea is to go and um, collect all these things on a stage, essentially. And you have to avoid bombs and enemies and things of that nature. And um, once you finish that stage, you drop down below. And you can kind of see in the screenshots here the different layers so you you hmm. can always see uh oh a right okay. piece of like depth in the background 
Mm. So it's it's kind of like a like a t- puzzle type game where you have to plan out your move very carefully and then go execute it. There's a timer for each stage, and if you don't do it, you die and you get to restart. So, all right, it's all right. I didn't hate it. <laughs> I like it, says Ben. Uh, Mario Tennis. So you played this uh, when it was originally out. John. Yeah. Oh, this. I mean, it it played well. Uh, Though, I mean, everybody's critique of the eye strain and just... So what people never really talk about about the Virtual Boy was just how awkward of a head position. Because like, mm-hmm. you can see like on the image like how the stand kind of works. So you would like set the stand up and it would be you know, on whatever surface you have it on. And then you have to like, like put your head... like So you, I guess you could put it on your bed or whatever and like lie down with your stomach on your bed. And like slide your face into the goggle portion, or like, like lie down facing the ceiling and just plant the thing on your face. It never ba- it it wouldn't balance like that, like because of the way that that plastic grommet was. Like it it wasn't it was too heavy of a unit. It would like smash down on your face if you like tried to do that. <laughs> what I remember, or at least I never tried it that way. I tried that in high school. My friends it was not comfortable. Yeah, it's like so take a take a VCR and put it on your face, basically. Right. <laughs> take an original Xbox, put that on your face. <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> and so, like the especially the tennis game was fun. Like I would, I actually played the tennis game. I mean, I wouldn't say I, I probably at you know a couple dozen times. Like I, it wasn't like a ton, ton, ton. But, like, it was fun to play, and, like, just the, the oddness of it made it, you know, interesting enough to experiment with. But it just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I play this in prep, and um, I can see the allure of it, you know, for, for its time. But as just a pure, like, tennis game, I found it really difficult to tell when the ball was in reach of the character and the hit detection, you know, when you can actually yeah. hit it. Felt like it was mm-hmm. constantly off, and there's just nothing to it. I mean, you play you play around a tennis basically, or you can you can play singles or doubles. There's no like mm-hmm. campaign to it. There's you know, obviously no multiplayer with it. So you know what can you do? And then all of the um, uh, this the courts. I mean, basically look the same because it has a, has to have a black background. Right, but they do have different, like, it's what, it's got, like, grass and clay, from what I remember. Yeah, it's just kind of, like, different fuzzy textures. So, the ball does react differently to, like, Mm -hmm. whatever surface you're hypothetically playing on. So, at least that's coded into it. Mm -hmm. I I mean, there's there's better tennis games, of course, and and definitely better Mario Tennis games. The 64 version is amazing compared to this. Yes, yes, of course. This is not the best playing game you'll ever play, but... If you're able to get your hands on a Virtual Boy or you want to go through the steps that, like, Ben went through uh, to set up the, like, the virtual version of it on a on a, 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 a Gear VR or whatever, uh, or a Google Cardboard, it's, wor- it's worth, it's, because it's just such an, it's such a different way of playing a game, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. The only thing that I think most people would have seen is, remember there was that old arcade game from the 90s that had like it was like a hologram oh Remember? gosh very vaguely I never had the money yeah. to play it yeah so hmm. 
Okay. Mike, are you there? Yeah. Okay. Just being quiet tonight. Did you play any of these? No. (laughs) Did you prep for this? I asked what my prep was, and you and John said he was going to handle all the virtual boy games himself, so he gave me a game, two Game Boy games and a Super Nintendo game to play. Okay, very good. All right, next game up is uh, Galactic Pinball. It's a pinball game for Virtual Boy. So, did you play this one, John? Back in the day, I did. It, I mean, it's got like a handful of different um, boards, and the boards are all right. Um, yeah. I mean, I played this one too, and my main issue was the ball movement isn't terribly realistic, which like no. really matters with a pinball game. Right. So I've just gotten spoiled over the last like ten years playing, you know, everything that comes out for mobile, essentially. And it looks like the backgrounds look cool because it's got like they've got animations and stuff to it. Yeah. And again, it's another thing where you have this is a game that makes sense to roll out on Virtual Boy, like because it's got like depth mm-hmm. to a, a pinball field. Yeah, it's pretty so nice. it's worth checking out. But I don't, I don't think it's like a must play if you like if you only have a couple Virtual Boy titles to pick from. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't waste your time with it too much. All right, next game is called Tolero Boxer. Did you get a chance to play this? No, I've never played this one. Okay, I played this one, and let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this is the game for the system that I played so far. Mm. It was awesome. <laughs> so first off, this is totally cute, and you can see it right here. When the game loads, there is like a picture of the game's like creator, <laughs> <laughs> along with sort of a very uh, rudimentary, <laughs> rudimentary like, explanation about what you're doing. Yeah. So the idea basically is that you and another human boxer face off using uh, kind of like a, what's that uh, Hugh Chappie. Jackman movie? Chappie. Not Chappie. Oh, Rock'em Sock'em? The, it's called Chappie. No, Real no. Steel. Real Steel. What am I thinking? What's Chappie? Chappie's, That's that District 9 one about that robot that like, like he, he wanders around South Africa or something. That's artificial intelligence. This is using a mechanics as a, as a marionette. No, it is Real Steel, but wasn't... Okay, all right. So anyways, so you put on, the idea is that you and the game are facing off against someone else who's putting putting on a VR goggle and VR, like, gloves, essentially. And Man, the real steel guys, like, these guys need to sue them. <laughs> this is like that movie, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, they should sue them. Um, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like, it's real steel meets uh, um, Pacific Rim. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you, so is Japanese Groucho Marx the creator of this game? I guess or is he just a pilot of the uh, the robot. I have no. He's Why not a pilot. Jap- I guess he's kind of Japanese. I don't know. Some guy with mustaches and glasses. I have to imagine the creator, or somebody. I don't know. He's on the he's on the intro screen. Anyway, so it's it's a not a versus game, obviously, because it's Virtual Boy. It's a kind of like Punch Out, in that you you your little Mac, you know, or whatever equivalent is nameless person. And you face off against different robot opponents, um, and uh, they all have like disembodied fists compared to their like torsos and heads. And same with you. So your fists are kind of floating out there in in space, and um, it's just like a fun game. Um, so they have multiple attacks that they try to hit you with, and you have to respond by either 
dodging to the side, blocking, or like ducking, stepping back kind of thing. So you have to dodge that, and then you have to obviously like hit them. And it has really good like animation, good music, and like you know if you miss or if they hit you, they'll laugh at you, that kind of thing. And it gets progressively harder as you play through it. So it's it's basically this would be cool if you could do this online now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, I don't think this would have to program it in though. Uh, no, yeah, it would never happen. But so it's yeah, it's it looks like that uh, that Super Scope game, but mixed with Tyson's pun- mixed with uh, Super Punch Out. Yeah, it's kind of like Punch Out, but uh, in virtual reality and with robots. So it's it's good. I really enjoyed it. I I go back and play it again. I think I played this Mario Clash game when I had it, and it never made sense to me. Like I don't have the instructions to it. <laughs> wow, yeah. there's a chick robot. She's from France. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the I think that's just... like the first female female boxing type thing we've seen in a game. <laughs> well, at least it makes sense for a robot to be female. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, like who didn't grow up getting getting a, a little tingle to RC from Transformers? Oh, I will tell you. So when you beat uh, your opponent, I beat the first guy. And you can kind of see a screenshot of a hero on page 22. He like, like the fight all of a sudden stops and like the robot like just disappears from the view. And then a spotlight shows up and it shows like the guy, other guy like wearing a helmet. And he like takes it off and like runs away. <laughs> like a shame. <laughs> so there's some like, you know, behind the scenes type view. Anyway, a little Dr. Wily type ending. I'd recommend it in general, just outside of Virtual Boy. In any case, it's fun. All right. Uh, Mario Clash. So Mario Clash is basically like the original Mario Brothers. So not Super Mario Brothers, but Mario Brothers for arcade. But now in 3D. So <laughs> there's like an intro where you see a gigantic tower. You start off at the bottom of the tower. Each floor is a different level. You have to make it up to the top of the tower. You kind of get the understanding. Each level is just sort of like a series of platforms. And Mario is just supposed to take out the um, Koopas with shells that he can actually jump on, pick those up, and then throw them at the other Koopas that he can't jump on, like the ones with spikes and stuff. This looks good. It was... Yeah, uh, it, it looks really good. I, I've i tried playing it, and... It, I was never able to like make much sense of it. Uh, I didn't care for it. I mean, you really have to like the old school Mario Brothers arcade game where you're kind of in the sewers, underground kind of thing. There's no, I mean, there's no puzzling to it. You just got to react and do stuff. It's like a, you know, old school arcade game. Not for me. All right. On to the, on to the real start of the show. (laughs) <laughs> to the Yoshi. real star of the show, Yoshi's Island Super Mario World 2. Did you guys play this growing up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's played this at some point. It's pretty hard to be our age and not have played at least a little bit of this game. Right? I didn't I play it until this issue. First really? time really? I got All to right, play... Well, I stand corrected. <laughs> first time I got to play this game was at a drug dealer's house. <laughs> what? Yeah, there's a story. Why were you at a drug... I want to hear about this story. drug dealer's house? Uh, my first girlfriend brought me there, and I didn't know why. 
But after I got to meet Brandon, my sense memory kicked in, and I remembered smelling that same smell before. And it was just because they smoked pot doesn't mean they're a drug dealer, retard. <laughs> well, she did walk out with some stuff, so at least it's how okay. it looked. And uh, the the guy's younger. Your brother. brain is so fucking weird. All right. Anyway. Okay. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not even gonna. Oh, Jesus Christ, is gonna hurt. I'm gonna have a fucking aneurysm. Hey, I, well, All right. I, I met. She found me on Plenty of Fish ten years later. Brought me like, like. Gave me a place to meet her. So oh, I thought, yeah. like, well, why are you bringing me to your place? <laughs> oh, and yeah. then... Oh, yeah, Ben knows the story. So I get to the place, and the door is open. And I'm thinking, well, why is the door open? And I see a corner of a mattress between the door. And I'm like, what? I open the door, and the bed is against the wall. But the mattress just is pushing the door clo- open. Like, it cannot close unless you curl the mattress up <laughs> and then I'm just so like, we talked for a bit and I'm like how long have you uh, been here she goes oh no this is my dealer's place so <laughs> alright okay that's fair I'm like boy you never really got away from the drugs did you and she was talking with a bit of a lisp and I'm like um what happened to your teeth oh I lost them to meth <laughs> so you're saying you turned down a gum job <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that had to, uh, that was like the first time I was just like, wow. So this is what standards feel like. I'm, I'm <laughs> like <laughs> wow. Wow. And then, just last week, this girl that I had been talking to online for about three weeks finally met me, and she had that same lisp. And oh, no. when she was talking, I was just okay. like, oh, fuck, no. No, 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 not another one. Just because you, ha- you have a lisp doesn't mean you're addicted to drugs, Mike. No, but losing all your teeth by your mid-twenties is kind of a sign of drugs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> not a sign of good health, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, how many you people know- suffer scurvy in this modern <laughs> age? <laughs> Eat a fucking orange sometimes. <laughs> you know why you don't make fun of a fat chick with a lisp? <laughs> why? Because she's thick and tired of it. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, there's still some uh, toothy, toothless gals out there. Now you know why Obi Trice did that song. Like, these girls are out there in fucking force. Like, you, you, we, men, we need to take a hard stand. Ladies, you gotta have some teeth. <laughs> fucking Mike. Uh, Anyways, right. I, I, hashtag I'm with Back hash, to Yoshi's, hashtag I'm with Obi. Speaking of no teeth, we have Baby Mario and Yoshi's Island <laughs> Super Mario World 2. And you say I make weird <laughs> connections. So the story is a stork is delivering Baby Mario, and I'm assuming Baby Luigi, and uh, evil bad guy wizard, like Bowser's wizard. Yeah, comic. Yeah, that guy. That's the guy. That's like the the turtle with the staff, right? Yeah. He um, uh, takes one of the babies hostage or back to his lair or whatever, and the other baby drops down onto Yoshi's Island, which is Mm. not just the island of one Yoshi, but the island of all Yoshis, where all Yoshis come from. It's like a Yoshi orgy down on this island. And the third baby goes to Dino Island and adopts the name Higgins. (laughs) <laughs> he also lands directly on his head. 
<laughs> I've got a bee on my hat. That was so fucking good. Hey, you can't join us unless you got a letter on your hat. I do have a letter. I got a bee. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so funny. All right. So, I mean, all right. If any, like, despite me saying that everyone should have played this game, if you haven't, this. This is one of Nintendo's games that just stands out artistically. Um, it it's sort of it looks like it's been drawn with crayon. They've like rendered it in a very distinctive art style. Mm-hmm. It has a very fluffy look to it. So it's kind of like it's very if watercolored. If you bumped Super Mario's aesthetic up and like made it render look, it was kind. Of, it's kind of like the stopgap between like where you ended up with like Okami and and like Beautiful Joe down the road. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just artistically, very, very, very interesting game. Plays very well. Like, what do you think of it, Ben? Uh, I didn't play it that long. It's it's sort okay. of an interesting game in that you're not playing Mario for once. You're playing as uh, Yoshi. And uh, you had to... Yeah, Mario's really annoying oh. <laughs> in this game. Play with, this, play with the sound. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't get to the point where he fell off. Oh yeah. God! At that point, you oh, ju- at God. that point you just listen to podcasts and just you haven't oh. you haven't experienced this game until you've had to deal with Mario <laughs> fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is really annoying. So the play co- it's almost as annoying as talking to Mike for like ten. Minutes. <laughs> the play <laughs> control is a bit different from Super Mario World. You you eat enemies still. But then you turn them into eggs, and then you use the eggs to like throw at your enemies. Right. So you don't. Yep. I don't think I got anywhere where I had to where I could uh, use like a fireball or anything like that. So no, I don't think that Yoshi has that power. The egg no, throwing eggs. is not just like straightforward, like just chuck it, you know, in front of you. It has a little. Um, uh, it's hard to describe. You it's press like a bubble a, bubble angle thing. Yes. Yeah, it like it gives you a reticle that shows you like where you're going to be throwing it. Yeah, so like, you can press it up or down. Yeah. And the goal is to like be very precise about where you're aiming things. And it's it's a little disturbing that he's so willing to like throw his own like theoretical chil- or her own children just wantingly at enemies. <laughs> I know it's like abortion battles. Well, maybe they're over- <laughs> maybe they're overpopulated. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, obviously the, the island's overrun with Yoshi's. So right, it's time they for have a enough. Yeah, maybe it's like they have like a one-child policy, so you have to get rid of all the other like <laughs> eggs. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, all the levels are designed to work with this mechanic, and that's that's the mechanic the whole ba- game is based around. It's that sort of timed, you know, uh, th- egg throwing mechanism. I I'm not crazy about it honestly because it stops the momentum. You know, when you think of Mario, a game, you're you're just kind of running and jumping and, you know, kind of dealing with that. And this sort of stops momentum in his tracks because you got to focus on where this thing is being aimed. So Uh, I don't know. I always just enjoy it's so much different than all the other Mario games. Like this is like definitely like one of the more oddball Mario games. This is is the equivalent Um, of like Super Mario Brothers 2 for Super NES to me. Right. Yeah, I could see that. Except a lot better I don't, art. I don't put that in the same camp, because I don't like playing Mario 2, and I like playing Mario, Yoshi's, Yoshi's Island, but I respect where you're coming from with that. So <laughs> I think they're both good, but they're different. Yeah. Put it that way. Anyway, 
So yeah, you finish the level. Once you finish the level, you hand off Mario to another Yoshi. It's a different color. Is there any <laughs> it's difference? Like a, it's like a battle-based relay race. Is there any difference between the colors of Yoshi's? No. Their ability that, that isn't isn't there? Mm-hmm. I thought that like it's been so the type long. Of eggs. Hmm. No, I can't imagine them having different. Didn't I didn't seem to see a difference, but I didn't know if there was anything later on. I love the the boss battles in this. They're just like regular enemies that get puffed up due to Comex magic. Like a hmm. piranha plant now becomes like a piranha boss. Hmm. And uh, you fight booze. It's really excellent. I, I, I should play this game just for the fun of it because it is... It's been so long. It's... There was a... Didn't they remake Yoshi's Island for the 3DS? For the DS? I'm pretty sure they did. That sounds right. Also, fun fact, this game features the FX2 chip. Yeah. For those resizing enemies. <laughs> if oh, you look, really? look on page 34, that red Yoshi, he's he's constipated. Yeah, I don't know what's happening there. He's like <laughs> holding his breath or something. He, he needs to eat some Bran Koopas. <laughs> it needs more fiber. <laughs> I'm not reading that the color matters. Okay. So. All Yoshis matter. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Let's move on. Street Fighter 2 for Game Boy. Mike, I think you had this. Yeah. Controls are bad. At least to me. <laughs> I'm not a fighting game guy. This really shouldn't have been given to me. I think like this therefore. is like... It's like Trump giving a review. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> game bad. <laughs> gave, gave to Kushner instead. <laughs> Who's Kushner unfair. played this game. He didn't do it under my orders. It doesn't matter if I benefited. I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, so it's I, I enjoy playing. I enjoy playing Tetris a lot. My friend Putin gave it. To <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah, so it's Street Fighter Two. If you wanted to play it on a screen about as small as your wristwatch, and with really <laughs> slow controls. So okay, yeah, it's not that great. I mean, very good. <laughs> play it on the Super Nintendo. All right, next section is about DigiPen. I didn't read this. Digital pencils, digital pencils, champions. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Okay. Did anybody watch Uh, Digimon for more than like two episodes? Not even half an episode. Why would would I have not even the intro? (laughs) It's a you got you got to admit that Pokemon wannabe, right? No, neither of us have ever watched it, so we can't comment on it because we're not pedophiles. <laughs> what? Okay, I need. We I don't need, need to, to know what kids are watching. <laughs> what do you mean, kids? I don't know why. The, why the fuck would I know about like? It's like why would why would someone my age know about like Dinosaur Train or some shit other than to talk? Because to kids Digimon about it, like, came out like twenty friggin' years ago. I don't care. I didn't watch Power Rangers either. Digimon, gotta catch him all. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> yeah, sure. I know. What's my destiny, Digimon? So, like, Ash Ketchum died? Is that what's happened? Well, that happened in the oh, first Pokemon God. movie, and that came out, like, 20, 20 years ago. I told no, you that. I told you that. I said... The recent movie. I said that I've just learned 
that there is a scene in a Pokemon movie where Ash Ketchum dies and <laughs> Pikachu cries over his dead corpse. Is that about the saddest wanna, thing I've ever heard? Yeah. I want him to cute I want him to cubone it up and wear his skull. Aww. <laughs> yeah, that's how the first movie ended, and I was just like, oh shit, they killed Ash. What the hell? <laughs> and then Pikachu apparently has Lazarus tears. But in the new Pokemon movie, which I guess is like a retcon or something, now when Ash takes like a fatal blow for Pikachu, and like he says, like, why didn't you ever go in your egg? And Pikachu actually speaks and says, because I didn't want to be away from you. <laughs> like, he finally <laughs> speaks, and that's what he says. And this apparently is... people are fucking furious over it. Like, they're disturbing. pissed off that Pikachu talks. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like, uh, now they have Bumblebee in the Transformers movies doesn't talk, but only talks through, like, radio stations. Yeah, and they yeah. fixed that in the first movie, so why did they carry that gimmick in the next movie? Like we fixed it. Which is, which is the, is the transformer that looks like, um, the cassette tape. Soundwave. Soundwave. It's a satellite in the movies. Uh, some someone was talking about a different transformer. I could have sworn, but they're like, I found my old Soundwave. Like, imagine how he experiences being rewound with a pencil. <laughs> well, Ravage was the cassette, so he'd be the one getting penciled. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I was saying. The cassette one. Why did you say it was Soundwave? Because Soundwave is the cassette player. The player. I said the one looks like a cassette There's tape. a few of them. There's there's uh, Laser Ravage, Beak, Ravage. Ravage, Rumble. Okay, all right, whatever, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I just wanted like a pencil. This is man talk, and you get joke. upset. Mm. <laughs> I wanted to make my pencil the anus joke, and you guys shat all over it. <laughs> I see how it is. Sorry, I didn't I know your Transformers Rumble, Rumble's references. The only one that, <laughs> Rumble's, is, the, Rumble's oil, the only one that talked. Right. The oil has hit the anus. <laughs> is that Olestra? What? <laughs> Warning may cause loose stool. Did you ever eat those? Yeah, I think I did. I tried them out yeah, once. I I had I had like half a bag once, <laughs> and then like I was like... My, my stomach's like, blah, blah, blah. like what is going like what ungodly abomination is going on inside me when the fat doesn't go into your hips it just power slides through your, your intestines it turns your fucking intestine into, into like a slip and slide like just comes out like a slippery that tortilla that fat has to go somewhere <laughs> yeah my stomach and it wasn't just that my stomach was like no like this is like, my food you know He's what like when you eat like gas station, eat like gas station sushi or something. <laughs> <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> no, you have chosen poorly. <laughs> gas station sushi. What the fuck is sushi at a gas station? Uh, hey, uh, you want you want unleaded? Okay, no, over here we got the fatty tuna, we got the wasabi. Okay, what are you gonna? Okay, what are you gonna? Okay, fill Egg. up while you fill up. Okay, come on, get over here. <laughs> I remember one time I was heading home uh, and like Quick Trip had a sale on like uh, the pizzas they make there mm-hmm. <laughs> and my roommate saw me eating Quick Trip pizza and he's like, are you eating gas station pizza? <laughs> like what's wrong with you? They made it. It was hot and ready. Yeah. Quick Trip is pretty solid though, I must say. Like they have a full on kitchen and everything. Yeah, it's, it's pretty legit actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so are we gonna find out what these assholes are doing? On the, oh, uh, it's it's basically like video game college. Yeah. Right. It's like a it's like an art design school. Right. Yeah. 
It's programming. Okay. I mean, it's art design and programming. So they talk about a bit about uh, how to get in and talk about what the students do. is 8,500 Canadian per year. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they talk about how it was formed. Uh, let's see here. This guy named Claude uh, formed DigiPen in 1980, 1988. And then he approached Nintendo of America president, Minoru Arakawa. In 1992, the idea of starting a former school, and he dug it, and the end is history. The students finish at DigiPen by designing and implementing a complete video game for the Super Nintendo. So. I saw this really interesting series where, like, one of the original, like, Genesis programmers breaks down how they did different things, like, how they were able to achieve graphically, Hmm. like, some of the stuff... Like, he's like, so the theoretical capacity of, like, a Genesis cart is whatever megabytes. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you rendered this intro sequence, it should be this many. But we use this trick and this trick and this trick to, like, render the sequence so that it... You know, like, it was, like, one of those things. Yeah. Like, it's really interesting to see how, like, the, the, the tricks that they used in order to get what they wanted out of these old... Like, the limitations of these old systems. Yeah. I feel like some of the limitations are good for some, some uh, developers and designers. When they have constraints, they're able to be a bit more creative in that space. Whereas, you know, you're like, oh, you can do anything now. Oh, and instead of putting in 8-bit music, you have to, you can just use it a full orchestra if you want to. You have kind of, uh, it changes the dynamic completely. They're just like, oh, shit, what do I do? You know? All right, next game it for Super Nintendo. That, uh, in one insert that says, maybe you'll play a DigiPen RPG someday on your Super NES. Did they ever publish a game for Nintendo, or did they just, like, you know, start employing people at Nintendo when they graduate from DigiPen? Probably just employ people. I don't think they actually I don't, took Yeah, I don't think they were a publisher. The projects. idea is, like, you, you, make, you make programmers that are ready for the industry, like, mm-hmm. would be the idea. Yeah. Okay, next game is Phantom 2040. This is a game based on a cartoon series, which I don't think went on for more than a season. It was uh, interesting. So, I think I saw like one episode of back in the day. Oh my god! Um, was this like <clears throat> was this cartoon before or after that Billy Zane movie? I want to say this is after. Maybe not. Anyways, so the and this is sort of different from the Phantom, um, which is like sort of an old school. Um, uh, the radio comic serials. book hero, yeah, radio serial kind of thing, like a Green Hornet type uh, you know age of superheroes so anyways the cartoon's really kind of uh, more adult than you might expect so there's not like adults like language or violence or you know breasts or anything exposed but in terms of like the theme it's more along lines of I would say like Batman the Animated Series and it's really Mm. kind of um, complex so it's not terribly easy to follow and it deals with um, a like over like a um, a government that is oppressive and squashing down on uh, truth, you know. And they have there's different ga- rival gangs and things like that. So pretty like mature themes. And it's in the for- in the f- in the future, 2040. So there's flying cars and all that kind <laughs> of shit, right? So I didn't really understand right. the story much at all. You're you play as this blonde kid that immediate, almost immediately dons his um, his get up disguise get up and becomes the phantom and um, 
that's the extent I know about uh, about <laughs> about the story. And then you play as the Phantom. So you basically walk around <clears throat> different levels as a platformer with a little pistol and uh, energy pistol, and you also have a grappling hook. The grappling hook is kind of interesting because it's uh, you can swing with it, and you can use it to continuously climb up buildings. So you use a grappling hook on the side. You know you you uh, ratchet it in, grappling hook again, ratchet it in. Um, so it's kind of an interesting gameplay mechanic. The other thing that was interesting was when you die, if you run out of health, instead of like restarting back at an earlier time, your guy just like gets back up, and you're docked like a life. So you can just keep okay. playing, which was interesting. Um, the art style reminds me of Aeon Flux from MTV. It's sort of that weird, really kind of tall, skinny. Um, oh, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort yeah, of anime yeah, style, really angular faces, really kind of gaunt almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's an odd platformer. It's not like bad or anything, it's kind of average. Mm. And uh, there's no rhyme or reason to level layouts, and uh, relatively difficult, I guess, unless you get your weapon upgraded at some point from this pea shooter. But okay, on, pa- on page fifty one, there's an insert at the top, and I just gotta ask: Is she like phasing through him? Is she in front of him? Is she behind him? He's he's swinging with a girl in his arm. <laughs> I think she's her stomach is on his back, and she has an arm wrapped around his belly button, yeah. so to speak. That is a really convoluted way to be holding on to somebody in mid swing. Yeah, it's, uh, art is very weird. Well, I mean, when I'm in the sex swing, your mom holds on to me in all kinds of ways. So. <laughs> oh, one thing I do th- I think was funny was so you start off as the blonde kid, and like he's going to college or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, the university gets taken over, and he has to defend it. And <laughs> so you have to like leave, and you go to this like world map kind of thing of the city. Okay. And then his first mm-hmm. sentence, like talking to whatever char- other character he's talking to, he's like, "Well, the university blew up after I <laughs> left it." <laughs> like, oh what? Jesus! I'm like, Guess what? I, <laughs> I don't remember that happening in the level. Like, I, you killed the guy. Like, you killed everybody, and you left. Like, why would it just blow up? Did you? What? Did you blow it up? <laughs> I, I <laughs> just, didn't study, so I had to find some way to cover. It was just very casually mentioned. Say, well, blew up after I left. This coverage does have like maps of all levels, so if you are looking to play this game, like download at least this part of the issue because they map out everywhere you're supposed to go. So that's helpful. Yep. All right. It kind of what was that? What uh, it has an art style that I know, it's very reminiscent of something. Uh, like the Max from uh, MTV Oddities. Yeah. Pardon me. Maybe a bit of that. That that's pretty fair. The head. Yeah, they had that. That weird. The show. power of Mike's of Mike to the power of Mike's autism. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember things I saw as a kid. Fuck my. Ge- I obviously have a genetic abnormality. <laughs> I, what, oh my are, god are you, are you accusing these shows of having too many vaccines in the commercials like what fucking angle here, John? wow that struck that struck it like a, okay a <laughs> i just noticed something so in the very final uh screenshot um before we get to the poster 
on the top yeah. right there's a there is a screenshot next to yeah. a title that says rebels uh-huh. can someone describe for me what's happening here Someone has like a sword pointed at his face. <laughs> Are we sure that's a sword? Oh my I mean, god, that's it's a, a really straight erection. That's a, if it's an erection. That is a power deep throat. It's like incoming, coming it's in hot. It's just like pointing right at his mouth. I mean, I'm coming yeah. in hot. Oh, man. Oh my god. And, and right. the Phantom's just like, boy, I thought I was purple and veiny. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. And then the uh, <laughs> poster well, in the it middle. Kind of, it kind of looks like the Shredder with his helmet off, doesn't he? At least from that weirdly pixelated screenshot. A little bit. Tonight I dine on your throat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Middle poster is a Killer Instinct poster, and I'm not a fan of it. Nah, it's just like some, hey, look what I did in CAD. Yeah, a lot, you get a lot of these, like, when the, the 64 generation was coming in, like, where they would, like, pre-render something for a concept. And, uh... You see Stalfos from behind, who's in the game, and you see this giant two-headed monster, which is not in the game. Does he have bone testicles? Um, Look between his legs. He's clacking he's, together. He's got bone nuts. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. I don't think that's like armor. I don't know. I don't think he. I have no idea. The, He's rocking some truck Cyclops, nuts. The dual-headed Cyclops kind of looks like the toothless kid from Stranger Things. <laughs> He's Dustin, got those Dustin lips. <laughs> oh yeah, Dustin. Right. Okay. I started watching that. It's like weekend, Mike's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> I love. I've been really enjoying Stranger Things so far. I'm gl- so. glad to hear it. That show is fucking amazing. It's good. They did a great job with it. You up on it? Do then? you know that there's a a free oh, yeah. tablet game of it, and yeah. it plays like Zelda, and it's fucking great. Like <laughs> you play as the Sheriff Hopper, and whenever he finds something, he holds it above his head and he jumps and smiles. Do-do-do-do. Yeah, yeah. That's I haven't idea. finished it yet, but I've gotten a fair bit through it. Are you through season two or season one? Oh, for the show, yeah, I'm, I'm through season two. I'm up to date yeah, on finished it. season oh, okay. two. It, to me, season two had like the best ending, and uh, uh, I'm not uh, saying uh, what. Uh, uh, I'm just saying you will be very satisfied if you care about the characters. I will, I will find you and I will hurt you. <laughs> I'm not going to say who dies. All right, mm. but someone does. The hammer. The hammer is my penis. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking Ben, asshole. Me? What? <laughs> The hammer is my penis. When I was watching Doctor, what's his name? <laughs> Horrible. Uh, uh, Doctor Horrible, and like Ben walks in my room and he goes, "Oh, the hammer is my penis." And I'm like, so what now? <laughs> and then like ten minutes later, I'm like, "Oh, that would've been really funny if I didn't know it was coming." <laughs> oh, so that's the thing you referenced before I got to see it. <laughs> Uh, I deserve. In Ben's Oops. defense, uh, I deserved it, but <laughs> you deserved it. I mean, I'm not the easiest person to live with. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> okay, now we got the epic center, right? Yep. Yeah, Chrono Trigger. We talked about this game already. Yeah, more Chrono Triggery a lot of art and descriptions of what you go through in the game. Yeah, this is like 
the the further along in the game. Gee, if only Ben read this, he may have enjoyed the game a bit more. Hmm. <laughs> I always enjoy games that I have to go read through archaic uh, <laughs> scans of magazines in order to be able to You enjoy. do realize that's the entire purpose of the fucking magazine, right? <laughs> that is required in order to enjoy a video game that I would have purchased my own money? I don't know. If you're saying Nintendo Power is useless, I'm starting to wonder why you were here. <laughs> I'm saying the game is useless. Blasphemy. <clears throat> no, it's fine. It has its, it has its fans. Not for me. We've been through this. Let's yep. move on. Yeah, so it tells you how hey. to beat the dragon tank, uh, how to get Chrono the best trial when uh, he eventually gets rained up on bad charges, how to get past the guardian bit in the Aris Dome, how to find Robo, and then tells you that there's going to be more next month. And then we talk about the game I played, Tecmo Secret of the Stars. I beat this when I was a kid. I'm when sorry. When I got to see the artwork, it reminded me that I had, uh, this was a game that I had rented and played. So is the I, is the guy in the background like trying to be Nelly with the bandaid on his face? <laughs> Hotness. <laughs> it's getting hot in here, so take off all your armor. <laughs> <laughs> all right, tell us about Tecmo. Okay, well I can't really tell you much about it. That's not in the magazine because it's one of those games that I did play it and then I forgot. I, all I can remember is that I played it, not like anything about the game sticking on in my mind. Like Final That's Fantasy something. and Chrono Trigger, I can tell you stories, characters, music, Secret of Mana. I mean, that shit stays with you forever. This game, it's an RPG. It's playable. It looks good. <laughs> and it does what it's supposed to. It just doesn't have anything memorable in it. It looks fine. Yeah. It looks, it looks fine. Like, it doesn't look amazing. It just looks... It'd be one thing, like, if this had come out first, you know? This like would have been, like, run, a, yeah, it would have been, like, it would have made, like, the impression of RPGs for the Super Nintendo. If Final but Fantasy 2... it didn't, it just, like, blends into the noise. If Final Fantasy 2, like, 3, Chrono Trigger, and Secret of Mana had not already come out, this game would have been yeah. a trendsetter. I could see that. So it's a Me Too? Yeah, it kind of lo yeah. it looks like Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, but it plays a little bit better than that. And you start off on this island, you, you're, it's just like, you're literally on like the, you can see the entire island on almost one screen. And <laughs> it's just you, your, your house, and then a volcano, and then a town. So you walk around the island, you grind a bit just to get your level up by like one or two, and then get enough money to buy some better armor. And until you talk to people until one of them calls you by name. Now... I made this game interesting by naming my character Fuck. <laughs> so I talk to people and they're just like, oh, fuck, there's this thing in town I need to do. Can you do it for me? <laughs> you know, casually, that's just funny. And then it's like, fuck, it's hit for two HP. But then I meet a guy who, like, presumes to know who I am. So all you see on the screen is, fuck? Yes? No. <laughs> and then there's another one where you're just like, fuck, hurry! And then another one's like, fuck, the Honda Cruise's evil power is growing. So <laughs> I, I would have played the rest of the game if I if it was a little bit more engrossing, but it was fun enough. And uh, you know what? If you just want to find out what RPGs were like, this is like, you know, mid-range. 
as far as RPGs go. There are worse ones, but there are many better ones. Too. Well, a few better ones do. So, yeah, it's all right. It's uh, got a neat battle system. Not a battle system, uh, an exploration system where you will swap between your younger counterparts, like the uh, the children called the Akutalians, which are elemental warriors. You acquire lightning, then you have to look for the fire, water, earth Akutalians. And then there's a group of mercenaries that have pledged themselves to your cause called the, uh, the Crustra or Kustera. And they're adults. They hit harder, but they also... Uh, I don't know what their weaknesses are. I don't know why you're even existing in this game if you have stronger mercenaries. But anyway, yeah. you swap between these two, and townspeople will tell you different things. I think there's some th- enemies or places you can only go as kids, so you need to bring those kids. But then when you need like super hard enemies to beat, you bring in the Kusteras, and you can swap between them at any time when you're out of battle. So it's neat. They each have their own inventory. I don't know if you share the money or not. It's a game. It's a game. All right. <laughs> they talk about <laughs> the, the mic. The mic seal of approval. It's a game. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have rather played Ogre Battle just to discover it. Isn't that your dating site? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh you shit, sucker! <laughs> oh snap! Toasty. <laughs> All right, yeah. yeah. We're not going to go over Ogre Battle. It's just going over more details. Let's get through classified and call it a... Oh, yep. Call it a... You can get super spy codes and true lies for infinite lives, infinite energy, full weapons, or stage select. Isn't one of the codes Bigly? No, oh, no, it's, it's Biggerly. Never mind. Infinite <laughs> oh energy. Oh, my God. In, in the Ogre Battle thing, there's a headline that just says the Great Pumpkin. I was just hoping for a Charlie Brown screenshot, but no, you fight an actual massive jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> There's a diagnostic test for Mega Man X2. Oh, I'm so excited Ooh. to go and play that. I'm going to rent it. <laughs> uh, Jesus fucking... Uh. <laughs> Practice passwords? I don't get this for a C-Quest. Uh, let's see here. newfound power, you must keep the sea safe from pirates and other dangers. Some of the missions you'll face are extremely difficult, so use these to improve your chance of success. Each of these passwords will take you to one of the missions in the game and set you with 99 mini-subs. You won't be able oh, to continue in so the game, practice. but the experience should help you out when you play the normal game. You can, it, they put like a test mode thing so they could test the individual levels and they left that in. Okay, yeah, Consequence-free repetition. Right. Oh, Yogi Bear, which reminds me of my all-time favorite movie poster for Yogi Bear movie, <laughs> where it had Boo Boo, and then behind him, it was like Boo Boo's <laughs> face was in the foreground, and Yogi's head filled up the rest of the movie poster. It was standing behind Yogi, and the tagline was Yogi Bear, great things come in bears. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Oh, Yogi too. That, yeah, that's right. That that that's Jim North's latest movie too. Oh my god. <sighs> yeah. All right. Change and there's some uh WWF raw wrestler chat wrestler stat change codes so you can modify the strength, stamina and like and that kind of so stuff. So now you can character. so now you can make Bam Bam Bigelow hit just as hard as Doink. Was <laughs> Doink an actual clown or was this just like something made up for the game? 
No, Doink, Doink was, was a real wrestler. wrestler. <laughs> Mike, you have to remember the whole point of wrestling is that you have like the fan favorites, but then you have to have heels. Like, Wrestlers that are like the the fan the fans turn against. Not everyone like, can be the oh not everyone can be the Harlem Globetrotters. Some people got to be yeah, the you generals. Can't, not you can't you can't have all all Andre the Giants if you don't have Iron Sheik. Mm. <laughs> like you gotta you gotta so, have jobbers. You gotta have heels. Yeah, so Doink is definitely in that class. But that was actually one of the more interesting things about the. Um, the Ric Flair um, documentary that ESPN put out. Mm. They were talking about it, and they were actually interviewed Hogan for one of it. I don't know if you could get still to that have, part I still then. haven't watched it. <laughs> well, like, so... I mean, it's been long enough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to somewhat spoil it. Like, um, Hogan says, like, he, he get, they're interviewing him, and he's like... He talks about how he was too indulgent, and he, like, you know... He's like, you know, this was his whole life. Like, he didn't... He never was able to step away from it. Like, it was at the expense of his family, but... When you, like when it comes down to it, he's like he's the best wrestler to ever wrestle. Like because he was so committed to making you look good. He is that Hulk like, talking would, about Flair or Flair talking about Hulk? Yeah, Hulk talking about Flair. He was like Flair would do whatever it took to sell an epic match, like the Ultimate Team. Yeah, I, right. Like, I mean. He played this like womanizing, like hard drinking. You know, like everybody, everybody wanted to be him at the same time. Like, you know, you kind of hated him too, just because of just how in your face he was, I guess. But he he said just as a technical wrestler, like it's not. He was like it's not even close. Like he's by far a better wrestler than I ever could be. <laughs> so, but yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, I'm just saw like a video of him and. Like he's still he's still in character even if he's not like smashing people over tables but he's still he's like he like it makes you wonder if he just if that personality just absorbed him and you know it did. Rick is gone and it's it, all just it's all flair it kind of and as much as like I think I think that's part of what is going on with Trump at this point like I think I think Trump has lived his life for so long, like, with this persona, mm-hmm. like, being what he identifies as. His idea of an alpha male. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, obviously, it's not exactly the same, but I, I think that there is a bit of that that translates into what we're dealing with. with I'm sorry, did you forget the time that Ric Flair gutted Medicare? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, old fucks, you're on your own. Woo! Okay, well, Trump, yeah. Trump didn't gut, get, Trump didn't gut, Medicare. He does. He. If it was up to him, it would still be there. It's. It's. It's uh, Paul Ryan and fucking you know Mitch McConnell. Trump's just not smart enough to figure out what they're doing. <laughs> Trump's an, a populist. He wants more. He, he, the only thing Trump wants more than anything is for people to like him. Yeah. That's all he cares about. <sighs> yeah, he's a baby. So. He's a baby that anyway. just wants friends. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, let's see. There's some force codes for Return of the Jedi. It's that, extra lives, extra continues to help you through the game. Okay. And another and one is go straight see. to the credits. <laughs> and then an ogre bat. Once you that's what you want to see in a game. You want to see yeah. who Pete. You want to see if Pete Ward was the programmer for this one. <laughs> <laughs> so in ogre battle, if if you enter the code fire seal, you can get to the 
the end of the game battle that's like extra challenging apparently no it looks like it's a secret area so if the... let's see this enemy is located in the secret area of dragon's haven so we're both right but fuck you all right and <laughs> in, you're, you're right in that it's not a boss at all Okay, so... It says it's time to test your skill... And the last one is Star Trek Starfleet Academy. You can have a code for extra ships. All right, that concludes the first half of this issue. We will conclude it in the second half. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you would like to find more about this podcast, please visit our website, www.planetpowerpodcast.com. You'll find links to our Facebook page, our Twitter account, uh, our Patreon account, where you can support the show, Donate a few dollars, you can get access to extra content exclusive to Patreon donors. You can also give us a rating and review on iTunes. And I also have a special personal announcement. I will be uh, featured as a guest on a forthcoming uh, graveyard shift. Both of us will be. Yes. Ah. Did you record yours yet? Yeah. Oh, nice. I just follow the week after. Sweet. You do. I think. So in the next, in the next two weeks... Go figure out how to download Graveyard Shift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's not on Google Play. Uh, like I had to figure out where to go get this stupid. Yeah, Sheldon, I mean, this Sheldon told me he fixed it. So uh, just type oh, in okay. Graveyard Shift Horror, and then the only thing that should show up is the one that says like, Horror with Sheldon and Mike. Because there are apparently other Graveyard Shifts out there, but many of them are defunct, yet they're still hosted. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll be on that show, and I'm talking about, uh, what was it, Christmas Horror Story? Yep. With Will Shatner in it, as a radio DJ. It's pretty decent. <laughs> and I I was I watched Better Watch Out, which was uh, kind of uh, American Psycho meets Home Alone. It's pretty pretty good. Nice. Solid, solid movie, but definitely worth... It's It actually, like... The release date was like four days after, like four days before we watched, like we. Oh, really? <laughs> that new, huh? Yeah, like I didn't realize that, like it was not even theoretically released when I selected. It was in it, theaters, so. but by, by the time that he was that we reviewed it, which surprised me, I'm just like, how the hell did I get a hold of it then? <laughs> I mean, I, no, nothing yeah. I well, got said the word screener on it, so yeah. I just thought it had been around on video. But no, it turns out. Whoop. Did your copy involve like people getting up in front of you? No, they did, a simulta- they did a simultaneous... Remember like when we did it with Hobo with a... Oh, show? yeah. Where there was like a simultaneous... And it was not It was like on Amazon for like seven bucks. It wasn't like... Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, anyway, well, sidetrack again. Mike, anything else for us? Yeah, you can hear me talk with these two guys separately and slightly more manageably on the uh, <laughs> graveyard shifts as we celebrate the month of Dismember. With several <laughs> Christmas movies. Nice. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And, I'm and now you're playing with power. system.